I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. When I say the word leader, who or what do you? It was funny. In your brain, I Joan of Arc. Really? I know it's kind of it's it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I I I don't know why. That's the first thing that's popped into my head. Joan of Arc. She led people. She was young. She was tiny. She was. Oh, I guess we think she was tiny. I don't know. Led all these. (laughs) Led all these people. Did all this crazy, gruesome Uh stuff. Uh huh. It's aggressive, of course. That's what, it's very that's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> who do, it's better? Better question. Who do you think of when you think of leadership? So, so when I think of that, I think about um, weirdly. I think about this book that I read as a kid called The Treasure Tree, and it was it had these four animal characters, and so there was. A golden retriever. Stop laughing at me. It's just, I think it's funny that I say Joan of Arc and then you reference a children's book. It just makes me I think me that love sounds you. about right. It is so perfect. Um, so there was a golden retriever, an otter, and a beaver, and a lion. And it was supposed to like illustrate, like, it's supposed to help children understand personalities and their own personality. And I always think about the lion who is just like the stereotypical, like, you know, like, Plunging ahead, like aggressive, like type, um, which is probably you know you're probably supposed to take away from that book that like all personality types are good and anybody can be a leader. But the, I'm just but thinking the about lion it. was your leader, which is yes. funny that so then we both like picked an aggressive yes. type personality, yes. right? To, that represents what we think when we think later. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we both have been leaders in one way or mm-hmm. another. Um, yeah. You want to talk about how you know. When you led, your, I mean, one of the times you've led, the most, let's say, prominent. Yes, the, the one that definitely comes to mind first. So I, um, after having been involved in an organization for a long time. Um, it's a big organization. Yes, a, a local organization that has is also a national organization, whatever. So I became the president of the local arm of an organization. It's the League of Women Voters. Um, after having been on the board for several years. Um, and <laughs> um, yeah, it was an interesting, it was an interesting experience. Um, it was a volunteer role. I was say, how did you, how did you become the leader of this national, you know, a, a, the, the local chapter of a mm-hmm. national organization? Yeah, I, I ended up joining. Actually, my mom joined me up to the organization without telling me after I graduated. <laughs> which It's very, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I just started volunteering my time and, and doing more and more and eventually found myself on the nominating committee, which is an extremely dangerous place to be, <laughs> I found out. Um, and we just couldn't find anyone to be president. And I had some women who really believed in me and... Um, encouraged me to do it and so she did I did (laughs) you did yeah do you want to talk about sure well mine was by accident Mm -hmm. I just started volunteering (laughs) to get you know to know my new community when I moved here I started volunteering um at Knoxville's first home James White's Fort and I because I wanted to become familiar with my new community and I try to give back whenever I can and I thought that's a good place to start I wouldn't be here if James White hadn't basically found Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, what what better place to start but than the beginning? So right. I started and very quickly became president. Yeah. <laughs> it was also by accident. It was also, I think, 
Um, I don't, it's, somebody sent me an article on how introverts, so we'll get into this too, mm-hmm. uh, eventually. I'm an introvert and how introverts actually become leaders a lot. And it's because it's basically because there's a lack of another leader. Yeah. So that's how I became president. Which, and I think, I think I'm actually an ambivert, which if Mm -hmm. people don't know what that is, that's, if, if different people in your life think you're an extrovert and some people think you're an introvert, then you're probably an ambivert, which means you kind of hover somewhere in the middle. Um, Yeah. You can turn it, you can kind of turn it off and on for, I mean, some, I mean, I kind of, I, I'm not, I'm, I am an introvert. I don't get my (laughs) energy from people. I can fake it though. I can fake it. Till I make it. Right. And so... My favorite part of any event is when I get in the car after and drive home. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Mine's the next day after I've bathed and like slept in my bed for the next, you know, last 12 <laughs> hours. So. so I think one thing that's super important if you're in a leadership... Well, first of all, let's talk about why being a leader is important. So um, I was specifically in an organization that was, you know primarily composed of women. But overall, um, you know, we're kind of in this interesting time period right now um, where, you know, we're looking at like the national elections that are going on. There's all these women running for office, but tradition, I mean, really before like the last couple of months, that just wasn't a thing that was happening. Um, So we're going to have a quiz. Are you ready? Sure. So these numbers aren't brand new. They're from 2017, but I'm going to quiz you about like... Some leadership position-y kind of things and see if you can guess, like, the percent of women. Okay. Make up the rules. Okay. So in the Senate, what what percent of the Senate do you think is made up of women? Oh, gosh. One percent. It's 21 (laughs) percent. I'm kidding. Ren's like, oh, my gosh. I just said I was president of the League of Women's Voters. Like, you have to know more about politics than this. All right. Okay. 21. I got one number right in that percent. You did. You want to guess the House of Representatives? Well, it's not 1%, so I'll say the House has 30%. It's 19%. Oh, even less. Okay. So state legislatures across the country. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going ha- I'm, I'm to keep going up because I think I'm going to say 35%. 24.8. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> um, what about governors nationwide? This this may have changed since. I sure, but I mean, it's, it's an idea. Percent of governors? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. 40%. 8%. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm really off. <laughs> I was um, just hoping there were more, I guess. What percent of Fortune 500 CEOs do you think are women? Oh, uh, 10%. 5.4%. I would almost said five. If this price is right, I would have been right. <sighs> What about uh, Fortune 500 board members? 20%. 20.2%. Yes. Look at you. We're getting there. Okay. Um, what about close. college presidents? Like university uh, presidents? Sure. But, um, 40%. Colleges are getting more progressive. Mm, no. 26.4%. Oh, boy. So... It's kind of clear that there are. We're you know, still some, we're not any and not even close to fifty percent in right. any of those. There's some there's some deficits there, um, and there's probably a lot of reasons for that. But um, Pew did a, a study in 2015. So most Americans find women indistinguishable from men on key leadership traits, mm-hmm. uh, with many saying they're stronger than men in terms of being compassionate, organized leaders. But you know. <laughs> um, they also say that women's family responsibilities hold them back. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, that's interesting. And I think Cheryl Sandberg talks about that, about how women do, like, 
this is not true in my home, but <laughs> women do a greater percentage of the, um, you know, household duties. I think I think that's changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it that once was, and I but I think there is a. Sh- I mean, I think there's a shift. Obviously, the shift has not happened in a great scale, but yeah. I think it is. I mean, I know plenty of women who either have house husbands or yeah, you know, have their husbands are their are the caregivers to their children because they make more money and they work a high power, a higher power job. Yeah. And four in 10 Americans um, say that there's a double standard for women sure. who are trying to rise in the ranks, uh, you know, whether it's like, you know, business stuff or, you know, politics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They, what is it? They, they have to do more to prove themselves. Sure. Like four in 10 Americans say that. Um, and that America's just not ready to have women in those positions, which sure. I think is kind of sad. Um, but this is, by the way, at the same time that women are actually graduating from college and seeking like post-secondary degrees. More than ever. Way more, more than ever and more than men. Oh, okay. So I think that's interesting. So it'll shift. It's just a slow shift. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, you know, what is it about society? Like, what are they... What is being put on women or what message is getting out there about women that's, you know, in people's brains that they can't really get out that is, you know, causing this to be a persistent issue? Sure. And it, well, and it could be the leaders they've seen. So, you yeah. know, personal experience usually affects people's judgment or their lack of personal experience. They've ne- people are afraid of what they've not, what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people have never been led by a woman. And yeah. they, so that since they don't know what that looks like, they're scared of it. Which, okay, I mean, but like, it's a silly thing to be scared of for, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I don't so, know. I it's mean, an incredibly important thing to pursue, I think, sure. it, especially because, so there is, um, there's a movie that's, it's actually more about media called Misrepresentation, but basically what it says is you can't be what you can't see. So we grow mm-hmm. up, there's, there's little girls in kindergarten, little boys in kindergarten at the same rate will say that they want to be president when they grow up. But by the time they're eight years old, the numbers are drastically different. Right. right. Um, and so, you know, being willing to put yourself into those positions, I think is important well, for yourself, but also for other, other right. people. Well, we have reasons. the standard female roles, the standard male roles, and, and those are, again, shifting, but that's been kind of hardwired and ingrained for a long time. Yeah. Um, so... Should we talk about different kinds of leaders and strengths and what yeah, so, we... Yeah. So I mean, it's funny that we, were, we both thought of these aggressive leaders. I am definitely not that type, and I don't think like, you have to be, even no. though maybe that's the first thing. Right. So what were your strengths? Um, I think that I'm pretty good at listening. I'm pretty good at valuing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I'm pretty patient. Um, and, um, good at communicating and, um, trying to think strategically through problems. Right. And, and, and much like your personality, I think because you're a, you're a coddle, you're, you're like a, and you've said it, how do you, how do you say it? You always say, I want, I want everybody to have a good experience. Yeah. And, you know. Well, especially I was in a position where everybody was volunteering. Nobody was getting paid. So, you know. Right. Both of us were. Um, but Rin, you take a, a position where. Let's all have a great experience. Let's all work together and let's get this goal. Yes. Where I am, I'm forceful. I am <laughs> I am goal-oriented, decisive. I am the stick. She is the carrot. You are the carrot. I mean, and 
I also had an all-volunteer board, and I fired a whole bunch of volunteers. Yeah, I didn't do any um, <laughs> And I think that probably, I mean, I think we were both effective in our leadership. Yeah. And I think, though, that a really effective leader is somewhere in between. I well, think we ultimately were successful. Yeah. And, and it worked for what we needed it to work when it needed to work because our certain, our circumstances dictated it. I might not, I mean, I'm always going to be a forceful and decisive goal oriented, oriented person. I had, I absolutely had to be yeah. for my circumstances at the time. Um, and I might not, I might've eased back a little bit more had it not been maybe as dire of a situation. Right. But I, I really think personally, somewhere in between really is. Well, I think anybody can be a leader. It's just really important to understand what your strengths are and where you're, where you've got some weaknesses so you can kind of, you know, calibrate for that or bring in other people. Yeah, compensate. Yeah, yeah. Get others around you. And again, it's like our, you know, friendship network. It's, you have a team, you've got a board behind you, you use them, you make sure if something's not your strength, um, you know, you find somebody who it is their strength. You're really good at that. I am not as good at that. Like you're, you have a good, in everything you do, I've always noticed you have like, you've got your one person who handles this kind of stuff, this person who handles this kind of stuff. And, and like, you're good at finding people's strengths and using them. And that's, that is a very effective quality in leadership. Well, one thing that I learned from somebody who was president before me was, um, because one time I was expressing, um, a lot of frustration with another board member. And she taught me that that that's going to happen. That's going to exist. The most effective thing that you can do, which is also good for your, good for your heart, your brain, your soul, all that stuff. But the most effective thing you can actually do is look at the people around you for what they bring. Yeah. Um, with, what are they bringing to the table? And, and if you recognize other people's strengths and value, then that that's really, it's, it's good for you. It's good for them. It's good for the, organization. Right. All right. So did you, do you think you had specific challenges as a woman leader? What, uh, you know, what were they like? I, I actually think my challenges and I could go back and forth, whether this was internal or external to my person, but were more about my age. Right. What you were, I think still historically the youngest leader of Yes, it's a hundred year old organization almost, and I was the youngest leader in its history. In history I was right. twenty seven as president, yeah. and that's the youngest president that ever, so far, has been president of the League of Women Voters. So, yeah. in, in Knoxville, um, there. I mean, I'd venture a guess that you're probably one of the youngest in the whole nation. Um, I don't know that number, so I don't want to say don't it. But <laughs> I, I'd, I'd still venture a guess that you were one of the younger who's ever served in that yeah. capacity. Um, which is, I think, wonderful. Yeah. Um, I too think I kind of had some of the age stuff. Some of mine was like a, it was I think definitely me being female. You had yeah. a very female oriented board. I had lots of women, and the men who tended to be part of an organization like that, and especially in leadership positions, were that just wasn't that was That's never going to be an they're, issue. They're pro woman, <laughs> yeah. And so I get the old my. Our organization used to be a bunch of old ladies who played bridge. Then they went and it became a bunch of old men with money. And then I came in. And I'm this mutt who's not from here with a weird last name. I've got no discernible background or ethnicity. And so 
you know, they're like, this is a strange person. I don't, she's not Christian. Yeah. She's not, that, <laughs> she's not that white. Like, I don't know. She's her, not, she's not, she's not she's that white. <laughs> she's got a weird last name, you know? And so I had a lot of like challenges. Plus I am really forceful and assertive and that's not, some people do not react well to that when you right. come in and you lay a hammer. I think you understand Southern culture. I just don't think that you I don't like, subscribe to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it. I, I refuse to um, allow yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, what do you... So in terms of encouraging other people to, to take on leadership roles, it doesn't matter how old you are or what your personality is, but what do you what do you think you got out of it? What was good for you? Well, I mean, I, I learned how to lead. I learned how not to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned to, like you said, read people, try to get their strengths and utilize them, mm-hmm. pay attention to that stuff, um, and knowing I could do it. I mean, yeah. I, I knew I could do it. And then, you know, that, that meant a whole lot that I successfully succeeded in my mission. Yeah. And, you know, and so... It, it ultimately was successful, so I was good. And it was, it's kind of, you know, that was nice to know at least I could, I could do that effectively, whether I kind of sure. made a couple of people mad or not. Yeah. I, I still succeeded in my goal. And I, you know, I well, led for longer yeah. than I should have. And like my term was supposed to be up and I still went on because we didn't have somebody who took over. And then I finally got <laughs> someone to take over. So that was good. I also convinced my ne- the next leader. And yeah. then we've had a succession of female leaders. There you go. So, um, what was your, you know, what did what you get out of it? Well, I met lots of incredible people. In fact, you and I wouldn't have met if we both. You and I wouldn't have met if we both weren't involved in That's those correct. organizations. As leaders, we wouldn't have met if we had not been leaders. Right. Um, I also, as somebody who is, you know, I try to be a, a gentle-hearted soul all the time. There were moments that I felt kind of bad. Why? Um, you are bad. Why? Well, <laughs> that highlighted it and brought it out, and I think. Doing things and being in situations where you are stretched is is really good for you. Yeah. So okay, yeah. So but then there, so there's the whole thing of like people get tired of talking about having that word female. Like, what's it like <laughs> to be a female leader instead of just what's it like to be a leader? What do we what do we think well, about that? I mean, I am female and mm-hmm. I'm a leader. It's super. I think it's annoying. I don't. You don't hear. Oh, twelve male service members were killed. I mean, you oh, female service member killed yeah. in combat. Right. Um, female doctor saves the day. Um, whatever. Female pilot, the one who, the the plane crash that happened recently where the woman <coughs> was sucked partially through the window. I mean, what a big deal that she was a female former service member and female pilot. She can't just be a pilot? Why can't That's I just true. be a leader? Well, I've never heard someone say, oh, this male podcast. Right. Like, they're going to call us that chick podcast at some point. Or yeah. those those female podcasters. I mean, like, why do... And especially, though, women in leadership. Oh, female senator, female right. mayor, female governor. When, you know, the governor's just the governor. Yeah. No one had to say he was male. Why do we have to make the distinction? It's it, it to me it gets it gets old. I don't know why it's got to be a female cop or you know. Yeah. So it I don't know. I don't I don't know why it even is necessary. Yeah. I think it's funny you say that about the uh the pilot. I heard someone say recently something about 
Um, I always feel safe if I'm on a plane and there's a female pilot because I know she had to work harder than other people to get there, which <laughs> yeah, I thought I mean, was really they're interesting. Probably, probably right. And so in that case, fine. Tell me it's a female pilot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, I just don't, I don't think it's necessary. I also think in the true form of feminism, which is why we're here, mm-hmm. she should have, and just like the men, we all had to go through the same, Right. she had to go through the exact same qualifications. She shouldn't have had to have work harder or less. She should have worked the same. So yeah. any pilot, no matter their sex, race, or otherwise, should have just been a pilot. Yeah. Same same standard. Same education, same everything, right? So I don't so I don't find the necessity in the distinction because of that very reason. Because it should have yeah. been the same anyway. Their qualifications are exactly the same. Well hopefully at some point that won't be a that won't be <laughs> a necessary distinction because it, it won't be so imbalanced. But I, I wonder if if Having specific conversations like this, or or you know, making it a point all the time, is is good or bad? Is it is it helpful to point out a lot of the time that um, you know, what's it like to be a woman doing this thing? Right. Is, is that helpful, or is that actually maybe we just stop calling attention to it and and to say what is what is it like being a pilot? Stop making it a right. Why special like thing. we're having to have a whole like kind of episode on being a female leader? Yeah, you know we could be done with this. <laughs> like we right. could have just been, we could have just been leaders of nonprofit organizations. I mean, and we have lots of status, you know, data and status stuff on how women make really effective leaders for various reasons, mm-hmm. the, way the way our brain chemistry is, the way we think, all of that. So, I mean, it is relevant. And a lot of times we're better leaders because yeah. of the way our brains work. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. I just think, Personally, it all could be just done, and we could just be calling people their title, doctor, yeah, <laughs> yeah. pilot, whatever. doesn't matter if they're male or female. Do you have any advice for maybe young women, especially you since you've been a coach since then? Do you have any advice for young women who might want to be leaders someday? Well, we'll do it. It's like what I told – I mean, so <laughs> <laughs> you called me yes, before – when this happened, yes. I mean, so Ren called saying, hey, <laughs> I've been nominated to be the president and I've got to kind of get my answer. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? I had just come off of my presidency. <laughs> and so I wasn't in this great presidential place. I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't come off of my presidency. I rocked it. I was the best president ever. Everybody should be the president of a nonprofit. I was exactly the opposite. <laughs> Nonprofit work is selfless and thankless and tiring. And I mean, it's just, it's everything that sounds horrible in this world. And I think everybody should absolutely be the president of a nonprofit at some point in their life. Yeah. I mean, so when I say all of those things, and that's what I told Rin, I said, you will not be thanked, right? I said, it's going to be thankless. You're going to be frustrated beyond all frustration. And I can't even expressed to you, but you know you've been my friend for three years, so you know the level of <laughs> of just aggravation I've done. I said, but you and I both know you're going to do it, <laughs> and you're going to be great at it. Yeah. So I think you have a great network of people behind you. And you said only do it for two years. And I did say, I said, you have a very <laughs> finite term limit and stick to it. Yeah. I think, um, so this is more, I guess, as a young person than, yeah. a, than a necessarily a female. I think this applies to both. I think it's important to listen more than you talk, even and especially if you're the leader. Um, and when you do talk, make sure it's something of value. Yep, purposeful. Yeah, I agree. 
Absolutely. And you're, I mean, you're, you're good at that. I mean, you're good at being purposeful and not just prattling. So. I mean, I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> um, were, were you successful in your leadership? I felt like I was. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I felt like I was too. I mean, when we... The organization still exists. Right. So. But neither of, us, <laughs> neither of us drove them into the ground. Nope. They, so, I feel like they were in better shape than when we left them. I think so too. And I think, you know, we inspired younger people, which is also, we could go in a whole nonprofit spiels. That's mm-hmm. not what we're here for. But I think we showed people that young people could be involved and matter yeah. and contribute. Yeah. So, you know, not just be there to resume pad or whatever. Absolutely. All right. Mitch, do we need to go to Mitch's, uh, what, I can't even do it now. Mitch's masculine insights? Manly. Manly. Mitch's manly insights. Mitch's manly insights. We'll come up with a name for it eventually. (laughs) We'll just keep spitballing every episode until something (laughs) sticks. It'll be something. It's Mitch's. There's so many things, and we're just going to leave a lot of them out. (laughs) 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 We have to put lots of fancy disclaimers if we do something like that. Okay, so I guess my first question is, do you, like, obviously there's a lack of women leadership roles. Obviously. Uh, not roles, excuse me. A lack of women leaders. Uh-huh. Um, thank you, th- you. Thank you. Stop there. <laughs> thank you for clarifying that. There's plenty of roles for us. Yes. We're not, agreed. We're not in them. I fully right. agree. Yep. Do you think there would be more uh, women in leadership roles if they smiled more? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the answer. <laughs> that is the, the answer is always smiling <laughs> and, it, and making sure someone else Knows that they should be smiling. I'm only half serious. Um, so I, to put this into perspective from where I'm coming from, the last five or six, probably even more uh, bosses that I've had have been women. Okay. Has that had, how have you felt toward them versus the male bosses you've had? I love them. I, mean, I Do you like them more, less, same? I mean. I think that I get along with them better because they seem more empathetic. And they seem to have more of a uh, the ability to look at it differently, rather than from a business perspective. They have a a level of emotional understanding. Well, even what if it's uh, do you have you had any women leader? I mean, you've never seen have me I worked lead. for a hateful like me horrible woman? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, I have. Okay. Um, and that's just her personality that yeah, you might not have Yeah, she was very, loved. very micromanaging. Okay. Her and I conflicted because she was very structured and wanted everything done in a certain way. And that's not how I operate. And when I tried to explain that, it didn't matter. It was, this is how we're going to do it. But I had, that was an that was anomaly. A, right. That wasn't because she was female. And do you think... No, it, it really wasn't because mm-hmm. I've had male bosses do the same thing. Do you think her not taking your advice was because she was a woman and you were a man? Or like going. Do I with... think that she didn't take my advice because she resented me giving it as a man? Yeah, like no. Okay, I think she was just a hateful person. <laughs> okay, I mean because that could be. You know, there are there are women who have had to work really hard to get to where they are, and then when a man comes in and tries to tell them how to do their job, they don't take it well, and yeah. and they shouldn't maybe shouldn't, or you know, they may not handle it as best as they can. But I mean, I can see it being kind of a knee jerk. Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. So, but uh, no, it, no, I don't think that's okay. what it was it, at all. Because I could have said the same thing, and she would have said 
the same thing she said to you. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Nobody liked her. Okay. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't just <laughs> like our said, part personalities conflicting. Uh, I was just a, li- a bit more vocal about my displeasure. Uh, okay, with sure. It. Um, the company I work for, the CFO, is a woman, and so I am very fortunate for that, and and she's great, and. The thing is, is that being in this working relationship, I've seen some really crappy things. Like one of my most recent bosses, uh, when she came on, they put an art, they put like a not an article, but like a little blurb about her in the the company newsletter or whatever. And the man that wrote it for her, the one of the um, senior directors of the company, uh, made a note about quote unquote. Liz's first big girl job. And that's exactly what we're talking about. And it was immediate well, that's of it. all of us going, what the hell? Well, that yeah, that just completely undermined her, her authority, everything. Right. And, and here's another thing that I, I don't believe there's an overnight success. I don't believe there's such a thing as overnight success. No. Just because you haven't seen somebody working doesn't mean they haven't been working. That's correct. And for her to get the position that she was in, she had to work her ass off yep. and go through a lot of boys clubs to get to where she was. She had to get through those boys clubs and to impress them to get there and she earned it. She was amazing. She was one of my favorite bosses that I've ever worked for, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for her. Anything that she asked me to do got done quick because she had that respect for me as well. Um, it's just mutual. It doesn't. It, it is all of this, and it, but that it, it feels like that was one more way for him to make sure to keep her yeah. where yeah. she belonged in her place. Absolutely, and that's how it went. It's how it was perceived by her as well. It was that was a <laughs> slap in the face. That was absolutely a slap in the face. Um, as far as why these roles haven't been filled, I think a lot of it has to do with time and the evolution that we're currently undergoing as a society. Um, because I think if we'd have had the same conversation 15 years ago, those numbers would have been dramatically smaller. Sure. Oh, oh, yeah. We know they, you know, absolutely. So, as far as, you know, it is evolving. I'm curious on your opinions on why more women don't step up. Well, and I don't think it's that they don't step up. No, yeah, they I don't. Do. No, I do. you're right. I do. I do I think that they don't step things, up. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you mentioned was people seem to say that women can't be leaders because of they take those typical family roles and mm-hmm. they, they, how much of do you th- how much of women not stepping up do you think is because of maternal instincts and wanting to stay home with the kids and knowing that being a CEO or someone in a leadership role would dramatically cut out the time that they had with their family like you watch cop shows and they're like you know cops getting divorced left and right because the job comes first right second well, the I family think, i think that's evolving like everything agreed I'm- like I you were talking about stay-at-home dads. I don't have children. Right, right. right. And it, without children, that, but that argument goes right, out the Right, but window. I didn't fulfill the what I was supposed to do as a woman, right? Right. I didn't procreate. I have no progeny. I will never have progeny. Um, and so it's different. Um, a lot of women, I, we know, because we know a lot of women leaders, and mm-hmm. I've heard Madeline Rojero herself talk about having, when she first, because she did a thing on running, and when she ran for mayor... They focused on her appearance. Mm-hmm. Well, where they you never hear them talk about 
guys in their appearance when they're running. Well, yeah. But her, you know, her hair hadn't been dyed. Glenn Jacobs is an ugly man. He's a gigantic man. He is a giant, ugly man. And I, I mean that with all due respect because I like Glenn Jacobs. He's a good sure. dude, super yeah. nice. But he's not, like, I wouldn't do him. But but nobody one time, I mean, they've said, oh, he's a former wrestler or whatever because, you know, that's like a thing to talk about. But we've not really had, like, Malin Rojero liter- legitimately had people commenting on, like, writing editorials mm-hmm. on her appearance. Who yeah. cares what she looks like? Can oh, she yeah. do the job? Right. And so we don't, as women, Step up because we're going to be criticized more. Immediately. Immediately. We're, you know, we're going to be held back by the good old boys club. That's especially more here in East Tennessee. That might not be in places as, you know, like New York or D.C. That's a little bit more progressive. But, you know, you can only be told you're an ugly, fat heifer or whatever so many times before you're like, you know, <laughs> I don't think I want to be mayor that badly. Yeah, no, I and that was one of my other ones is discouragement. And self-discrimination. And I think those go hand in hand to where you're discouraged so much that you begin to self-discriminate yourself, where you're just like, I can't do this. I don't want to go through that. It's one of the reasons I don't don't do stand-up comedy. You don't want your family to deal with it also. If you do have that family. Also, yes. Even being married. So I run. They call me whatever. You know, my husband has to deal with Mm -hmm. that. That's I mean, he's in it too. He's so got to field questions at work. You know, you, they're going to be like, when you run and you're a leader, especially if you're a public leader, yeah, your family has run with you. And so that could discourage, I mean, it's discouraged mm-hmm. men I know. Yeah. And, but, but more women, a lot of women that Ren and I know have said things yeah. along these lines. I think imposter syndrome, like you sure. talked about, is mm-hmm. another, and which again, I know affects men too, but I think women, like there, there's probably few meetings that I've sat in on a board, whether I was president or not, where I didn't think to myself, yeah, I don't know what these people think that I know. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? Why, why do they think I can lead them? Right. And do you think that's just because of the... Because you realize that you're a woman and the position that you're in, and it makes you think twice about what you're doing, or it's just part of your personality. It's straight imposter syndrome, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and because remember, most of the leadership positions I've been in have been among groups of women. So, right. Yeah, it's not that. It's probably more been about my age and just yeah. My, my personality. Mine has been where I've had to make sure I've gauged it to where I'm. When uh, my whole audience is a bunch of middle-aged white guys mm-hmm. or older. Yeah, yeah. I have to say it differently than I'd say it to a bunch of other, yeah. you know, a bunch of women or a bunch of young men. I mean, sure. I mean, it's it's been a yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a thing. But so, circling back to like the householdy kind of stuff, because because you can have responsibility, you know. Maybe somebody doesn't have kids, but you know you've got an ailing parent or something like that. Sure. So so everybody's going to have household stuff, and I think it's just about doing. You and your partner or you doing what's right for yourself, your situation that you're in, and having a partner that's supportive, whatever dynamic that, you guys have. But then also, if we, if, if I had children and Donnie goes to work, nobody judges him for going back to work. I go back to work and they can't believe I came back so quickly or they can't believe I have a babysitter or a nanny or a daycare, or if I don't come back and we have a, we'll have a whole episode on this. Bye-bye career. But so what, why the difference? Why does it matter if 
as you know, I take maternity leave for three months. He only takes it for two, but I'm judged when I come back because I right. didn't take enough time for my family. But I also think men, actually, I've been in a situation where a man was judged because he took any time off. That's correct. I've, I have two. They're like, yeah. I can't believe paternity is a thing. So, uh, yeah. So what that says to me is it's not like those crappy men at home that aren't willing to mop. It's, it's we have all these like societal perceptions right. that are just like, around us in the air that yes. are that are a problem and people are like imposing them on us yeah and so it's- i agree um and i also agree uh in part to the part and and this is really where i'm going to wrap it up uh, as far as my part um the qualifying statements of this is a female pilot mm-hmm. uh you know female leader female ceo female podcast um it to draw a parallel I saw a documentary not that long ago about a blind magician. And it was fascinating to me. But there was also this part in it that that was very similar to what you were saying, where this guy is blind. And he got a black belt in karate. He did all this stuff just to... And it was... What it came down to is he hated being referred to as a blind magician. He was a card trick guy, and he would sit down... And it just pissed him off anytime he was on a talk show or an event and they would say, and the blind magician, you know, and he would come out and listening to him talk, I don't, and I'm kind of torn on it because I kind of understood it. Like, yeah, you don't want to be qualified. You just want to be a magician. You you know, it's, it's like saying, well, this is my handicapped friend, (laughs) Daryl, you know, it's, do we have to say that? Like, Hey, here's Daryl. Yeah. But it's. Right. I I mean, so for us, for, for those of us who are like, I am so proud of you for pushing through something that would have held anybody else back. We're like, yeah, you should be proud to be this or whatever. But he, but it's him. He doesn't want to be referred to that. So he just wants to be a magician. And he, he is, he just happens to also be blind. Right. Right. So we, we're leaders. We just happen to also be women. But at the same time, because it's such a rarity, because it's such an anomaly, because it's, and I, and I mean that in regards to female leaders as well. And I, it's adding that qualifier almost adds an, an elevated level of success and awe to where it's like, oh man, this is unreal. This is unusual. This guy is blind and he just yeah. did the most amazing card trick I've ever seen, you know? Or this woman fought her way to the top, uh, it, you know, like she's a female pilot. So I, I could see where it's bad, mm-hmm. but I can also see where it could also be celebrated as in, Oh yeah, like when a little girl is reading an article and she sees there's a female pilot, she's like, "Oh, I can be a pilot. I can be a pilot. Right. Sure. I see that." Um, yeah, it's kind of a catch twenty two that it, I, I kind of struggle with that one. Uh, right, it is. I mean, I think it's just it's like why though does it, she should be celebrated, but it doesn't. Why does it have to be a qualifier? Agreed. It's and, and like to, the difference between celebration and qualification. In contrast to what I'm saying, and. And it may even tie it together and sort of put it into perspective. But one year for Halloween, I was Mr. T. I got some overalls, 30 pounds of chain, spray painted it gold, cut my hair into a mohawk and went to work. And I went down to talk to somebody I knew. And this girl was sitting at her desk and looked up and goes, oh, you're a white Mr. T. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and I said, no, I'm 
I'm just Mr. T. We don't we don't have to qualify it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, I, I think in that instance, she was taking something that transcended race or transcended <laughs> qualifiers and tried to qualify it. Right. Whereas showing that this person has succeeded in their role and there's an anomaly there that makes it extra special. I think if it's done in order to make it special and uplifting rather than to qualify it as something unneeded. I think that's where it it falls. It's because I think it's like done not to celebrate it. It's just, it just seems like it's... It can't be more important than the actual thing. Right. Yeah. And, And it's like, it just seems like that's what happens more times than not. It's like... Oh, oh! This this little girl, big girl, got to her first big girl job. She did it, you know. Because I don't want right. to talk about who my favorite comedian is and well, who my favorite female comedian is. Right? You know, what and I mean? I mean, it's either understandable. You know, yeah. and then, right? I mean, exactly. I have. I was a female leader too. I didn't get there because I scraped and clawed up. I got there because by accident. I mean, yeah. so. No big deal there. I just happened to also be a female and and, and, th- and a leader. Like I definitely think qualifying leader is unnecessary. Like the term leader should not have to be qualified because you're, if you're a leader, it doesn't matter. People right. are going to follow regardless. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you know, and then, and so we have, I mean, there's all these great stats on why women are better leaders or not well, no, better no, not leaders better. or <laughs> not le- different kind. Di- they, they lead in a different way. I think, and, and of course everything is specific to individuals, right. but. And organiza- it, it's different yeah. for organizations, for different people, for, you know. And by the way, diversity is important. Like it is. Diversity in, in every direction is important so i think it's also worth noting here that you guys aren't uh petitioning for an all-female leader society no absolutely not um no you gotta mix it up and i think that's when people hear feminism i think that they think that's what it's all about is no women are going to take over the world death to men at the expense of men and that's not the point right that's (laughs) yeah i think that's a really that's a super good point i think so this doesn't mean we're only going to be happy when all of those stats that we talked about earlier are exactly 50%. That's that's not it. It's no. just that it should look different it should, than it does. It should now. be closer. Yeah. You know, Agreed. it should be kind of a little bit more, you know, even. Um and because we bring different things to the table as as different women, as men, as different men, we're all different. We bring different perspectives, different strengths, you know, different weaknesses and then we it, when we're when we're more diverse, like Rin said, we're we're gonna do better immediately. You know, it, 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 you can't help but be better when you've got that the level. Right. You know, the differences. Well, well I think look- there would be more opportunities if the discouragement and the societal roles uh, were broken. And I think that, that that's still an issue where people are accepting their societal roles and they're like, "Well, this is what I'm supposed to do after college," and and that's on both sides, men and women, but. If those opportunities are coming out and those numbers start going up, then, you know, again, that little girl's going to see that these people yeah. are getting roles and I can do that. And Hillary Clinton ran for president, so I can I too. Can too. Yeah. And, and so forth. Um, uh, real quick, I lied. I got one more thing real quick is the double standard of leadership mm. in that uh, as it pertains to assertiveness. Oh, yeah. In that an assertive male is seen as that, assertive, and a leader. A woman is seen as... Why? Why? Yep. And hateful, 
uh, and I, I've already said that my former boss was a hateful person, and I do mean that. And it was again, it wasn't just me saying right. that. It was, but I, it is seen that way when a woman is assertive in a company where, especially by men, where they're just like, "What a Why? bitch!" Like, yeah. I like it happens all the time. Yeah, and I think that's that's horrible. And, and you're right; it is a double standard. We could lead you, and I could lead an or you know the same exact organization the same exact way, and you're going to get a better response than I'm going to get. I mean, that's just how it is. Absolutely. And we're both assholes. Yep. We're both assholes. We both will say what we want to say, the way we want to say it. They're going to respond better to you than they will to me. I, I agree with that. You know, a, a room full of people. I mean, we could test it. We could test random people all day long. You could get up and say the exact same words I get up and say, and we'd have a completely, totally different reaction. Definitely. And they might just think you're an idiot. Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably. <laughs> and I'm why? I'm why? you're an idiot. Like it's like, okay. Like, yeah, that's I mean, the that's worst they're totally gonna say about me is what an oh, idiot. An idiot. What you an know, idiot. Oh, whatever. Or he's a blowhard, whatever. Yeah, just ignore yeah. him. Yeah. Me, they'll talk about for the next thirty minutes. And can you believe that woman? And my God. Can't believe and, the geez, nerve. Who the gosh. nerve of that bitch. Why? Yep. Exactly <laughs> exactly. And so you know, it, it's it's interesting. And and so I think when we break all of those things, the numbers will change a little bit. Like when we have those, yeah. ide- mm-hmm. those ideas, just those hardwired. Yeah, I think it's just the idea of what's possible. And also, sure. you know, the the hope that it's, it's the right person at the right time in the right, right. role instead of, you know, checking off boxes yep. one way or another. Right. So. Yep. We're not a big checking off boxes kind of yeah. ladies. So. Mm-mm. All right. You got anything else, Mitch? All right. I'm good. Ren? I'm complete. All right. Well, I guess catch us next time. And remember, feminism isn't a bad word. <laughs> <laughs>